Hello, hi, and welcome to this episode of the Mandy Mayer podcast. I think by now this podcast doesn't need much of an introduction, but here it goes. This is the podcast all about creating a healthier lifestyle through your nutrition choices, through moving a little bit more every single day, and in the process of that, losing fat as a byproduct of creating that healthier lifestyle. Today's episode is very much calorie orientated. The topic that I'm going to discuss today is very much about your calories, how you can calculate them, how you structure your meals, your meal frequency, the duration between meals, the the calorie split between each meal that you do have, your exercise calories, do you consume them back, as well as where your calories should be coming from, whether it's protein, fats, or carbohydrates. So as I said, very much a calorie orientated episode. And the reason for that is because I've gone through a lot of my comments and DMs on my social media site over the last week and it has pretty much all been about calories and how to calculate them and where to eat them. Not like where like on a park bench but you sort of what time of the day to eat them etc. Before we jump into this episode, just again, a massive, massive thank you to every single one of you who do support this podcast through virtual coffees. I honestly cannot explain how much appreciation I do have for that. For every single one of you who share the podcast, who rate it and review it and who speak to your auntie and your uncle and your granny and your cousin about it. Honest, it is. I am, I, I, I'm, I am speechless. I, I'm blown away with with gratitude to every single one of you who have played a major role in growing this podcast with me. Let's jump straight into this episode. So before I chat about your calories and what to do with them, if you have not yet calculated your calorie targets and you have no idea how to do so, firstly, head over to my website, mandymayer.com. There is a free calorie calculator. One thing I think most of you know by now, and if you don't know yet, I will just reiterate it, is that everyone's calories will be very different. So everyone's calorie goals and needs per day or a weekly average is going to be very different because it's based upon you as an individual person. So when I mention a certain amount of calories in this episode, please know that it is just an example and it's not specifically meant for you. You need to calculate your own calories. Now, let's say you've calculated your calories. And again, this is an example. They come in at 1,700 calories per day as your calorie deficit goal, which you would then need to aim towards to consume to elicit fat loss, right? Now we've got this number in front of you, 1,700 calories. And you're like, okay, great, cool, Mandy. Like, but what the fuck do you want me to do with these 1,700 calories? Do I eat them all for breakfast and then just wait till the next breakfast? Or do I consume them all through Jager bombs? on a Friday evening and then try and burn off some extra calories by dancing half naked on the bar tables. Like, what the fuck do you want me to do with these calories? How do I distribute them throughout the day? And I know that is a question on a lot of your minds is, okay, great, we've got that calorie target now of example, 1,700 calories, but 
realistically, how do you split them up throughout the day so that you don't go hungry throughout the day? How do you build those calories up per meal so that you don't go hungry between your meals? What meal frequency do you work on? And how do you calculate the duration between meals so that you don't go hungry between meals? And do all your meals, calories, so breakfast, lunch, and dinner, do they need to be of equivalent calories? So let's say, for example, you're on 1,700. Does breakfast have to be 500? Does lunch have to be 500? Does dinner have to be 500? So that gives you 1,500. Oh my fuck, now I've got 500. Sorry, maths is horrible. Now I've got 200 calories left for the day. Do I need to consume those 200 calories or can I just store them and not consume them? And I know these are questions that run through your minds on a regular basis. And I know that because obviously you asked me the questions, which I'm 100% fine with, but I know it is something that I also pondered about in the beginning of my fat loss expedition when I did start tracking my calories. The first thing you want to do when you start your fat loss expedition is have a look at a meal frequency that will work for you. So then you know, okay, cool, you're going to have three meals per day, a breakfast, a lunch, and a dinner. So you know, three meals per day, and you know you have 1,700 calories to work with. Now you can start working on a plan to split your calories up between those three meals. And a lot of this will be based on personal preference as to when you prefer having a bigger meal. A lot of it will be based on your work hours and when you can sit down to have your biggest meal. You might not be able to have it at lunch and you might only be able to have it at dinner. So a meal frequency that works for me might not necessarily work for you. So keep that in mind as well. But number one, work out a meal frequency that you think is going to work for you. A lot of this is going to be trial and error because you might try one frequency and it might not necessarily work. That's 100% fine. Take a step back, try a new frequency and test and try it until you find one that does work for you that you can stick to. Now, number two, you want to identify when it is that you prefer to have your biggest meal right? Do you like having breakfast or you're not a big breakfast eater? And the reason why I mentioned this is because that is going to determine where you're going to put the smallest amount of your calories and where you're going to put the bulk amount of your calories. So for example, if you're not too much of a breakfast person, you can say, okay, cool. I'm still going to have breakfast so that the hunger doesn't hit later, but I'm going to reduce the calories of breakfast because I'm a big dinner person and maybe like having a snack after dinner, right? So then you're going to say smaller amount of calories around breakfast time and a higher amount of calories around dinner time with some calories worked in for a snack after dinner. Just to be clear, there is nowhere in the rule book of calories and fat loss that stipulates the exact amount of calories that you need to be having per meal. That's why I say it's very individual based on your personal preferences. Okay, Laka, now you've created a meal frequency for yourself. 
you've then set out three meals per day. Now you have worked out that you prefer having a bigger dinner and a smaller breakfast. Now you take those 1,700 calories and you say, okay, cool, let's give breakfast 300 calories. Then for lunch, we're going to give it, say, 600 calories. That brings you up to 900 calories. That leaves you with 800 calories. You can then have a dinner of 800 calories or a dinner of 600 calories and keep 200 calories for a snack at the end of the day. And if you don't want to have that snack, you take those 200 calories, boom, put them in the calorie bank, which maybe makes your calorie deficit for the day a little bit bigger. But again, it's very much based on personal preference. Another thing you need to take into consideration when you are sort of dividing your calories up between your meals is the duration between your meals. So let's say, for example, there is four hours from breakfast to lunch. Then you know, cool, you don't necessarily need to have a big breakfast. Then you look at it and you say, oh, from lunch to dinner, there is six hours. And that is potentially where the hunger might hit in mid-afternoon before dinner which can then lead to overconsumption of calories before or after dinner. So then ideally, you would want to say, cool, let's have a look at increasing the lunch calories a little bit with an extra protein source or working in a snack around mid-afternoon so that you know during those six hours between lunch and dinner, you're not going to get ravenous. And again, finding foods that work for your satiety levels or to keep you full for that duration between the meals, again, it's going to take trial and error. So if you try something for one week and it doesn't necessarily work, don't throw the towel in say, cool, that didn't work. Let's try a new meal frequency or a new meal plan that might work. And if that doesn't work, fucking go on to the next one. Because remember, you this is not a once-off thing that you are doing. So when you implement something and it doesn't work immediately, you don't need to throw the towel in. If you were doing a once-off quick fix weight loss challenge like the biggest loser, then yes, you would want something something to work immediately. But again, that's not sustainable. Let's not even go there. It's absolutely ridiculous because it's not lifelong changes. But when you are working on lifelong changes, you might need to trial and error a number of things or a number of strategies or a number of routines or a number of meals that work for you, ones that you can stick to and ones that just help you adhere to your calories and help you create that healthier lifestyle. So if it takes one week to find something that works for you, amazing. If it takes one month to find something that works for you, that's also absolutely normal. It's fine. It's a-okay because remember, you've got to trial and error these things because you're going to be doing this for the rest of your life. It's like getting married to someone and then having a fight or you don't agree on a way forward. You don't just leave it there because you know you're now with this person for the rest of your life. You need to work on a way forward that works for your marriage. It's exactly the same as the lifestyle that you are creating. It's lifelong, trial and error until you find something or a way forward that does work for you. 
Now, if you're totally new to this and you actually have no idea what to do with those 1,700 calories, again, an example, I would suggest start off with something like 400 calories for breakfast, 500 calories for lunch, 500 calories for dinner. That brings you to 1,400 calories. It leaves you with 300 calories for a snack or for a chocolate or for a hot chocolate in the evening before you go to bed or just if you maybe do want to have a snack or a treat of some sort, that 300 calories will then be your buffer. And on those 400 calories for breakfast and 500 calories for lunch and 500 calories for dinner, you can get a lot of food for those calories when you are looking at bulking those calories up with nutrient-dense foods. And that brings me to my next point. How do we know what sort of calories to look at when people speak of 80% nutrient density and 20% fun foods? Essentially what you will do to get a rough estimate is say, if you on 1,700 calories as a goal per day. I would take those 1,700 calories times it by 0.8, you would get 1,360 calories. Now that would be the ideal amount that you want to focus on nutrient density. You want to get 1,360 calories from whole foods, from nutrient dense foods. So that's about 80% of your calories. Then the other 20%, so the 340, will come from treats or fun foods or that hot chocolate or that chocolate or whatever it is. Does this need to apply strictly every single day? No. And the reason I say that is because over the weekend, your ratio of fun foods might be a little bit more. It might be 40% on the weekends, and on the weekends it might be 60% nutrient-dense foods, right? And then again, if we look at the averages over time, it might be that over seven days, your average is 80% nutrient-dense foods and 20% fun foods. Now, I'm going to get into a very important part of this episode, and this is probably where I get a lot of pushback from a lot of different people, because a lot of people believe if you are eating within a deficit, you can eat whatever you want to eat. But now let's have a look at those 400 calories for breakfast and 500 calories for lunch and 500 calories for dinner. So yes, your biggest goal is going to be to adhere to your calorie deficit. But your second biggest goal is what are you going to make those calories up of so that you can adhere to your calorie deficit, right? Now, if we look at breakfast, a muffin and a large cappuccino will come to, I don't know, 300 calories off the top of my head, whatever it is, maybe 400, depending on the size of the fucking muffin and the cappuccino. That is not going to keep you very full for long. So those 400 calories, I would look at having something like whether it's oats, 40 grams of oats, splash of milk, a banana and something else to go with it or having a look at maybe having um, some protein powder with that for example. That is going to get you a lot more food on fewer or on the same amount of calories but yes the magic hack is going to keep you full up until lunchtime. Whereas if you have that large muffin and large cappuccino, it might come in at 400 calories. But the question you have to ask yourself is, is that going to keep you full 
up until lunchtime. Now, let's have a look at lunch. We've got 500 calories to spend at lunch. And when I say we've got 500 calories to spend at lunch, remember everyone's different. You can spend your calories wherever you want to. I'm just using this as an example to help you guys. So if you have 500 calories to utilize over lunchtime, I would then suggest that instead of having something like a wrap or having something like a pre-made lasagna from Woolworths or having something like a toasted sandwich for that 500 calories, I would suggest at bulking it up with veggies, complex carbohydrates and protein. And the reason for that again is because it's going to keep you fuller for longer and most likely keep you full either till late mid-afternoon or even up until dinner time. Whereas if you're having the toasted sandwich for that 500 calories, the chances of you staying full between lunch and dinner is not great. And that is where that urge to want to pick and snack the entire time comes in. So keep in mind your food choices play a massive, massive role in your adherence to your calorie goals. And again, it's all about finding something that works for you. And and this is not me slating or running down lasagnas or toasted sandwiches or muffins or cappuccinos. Absolutely not. I just know that there has to be focus on the food quality that we are consuming, that you are consuming to help with the adherence to those calorie goals. So if you are eating three big bulked up meals per day with nutrient dense foods on the on that plate, the chances of you going hungry between meals or feeling peckish at night because you are hungry the chances are actually a lot less as opposed to if you are filling up on foods that are not your typical volume foods. And the reason why I place so much emphasis on this topic and why I've done loads of episodes on this topic is because it is still a topic that people struggle to comprehend is that you can eat more food and lose fat. Most people believe that we need to eat a lot less food to lose fat. No, we just need to increase the quality of our foods. That means we can consume a fair amount more food as opposed to if we eat in high calorie foods. Let's quickly recap on your calories per meal. So number one, you want to identify a meal frequency that's going to work for you, ideally with three meals per day so that you don't stand the risk of going hungry throughout the day. Number two, work out a time for those meals that you can stick to and try and stick to that same time every single day of that meal frequency. Number three, try not have a massive duration between your meals because that can also lead to hunger. Number four, if you do have quite a big duration between lunch and dinner. Try and make your lunch a high volume, high protein lunch. And then number five, if you do still feel that urge or that hunger mid-afternoon, work a snack into that time slot so that you don't get home ravenous just before dinner. 
and then play around with your calorie goals for the day. Split it up between your three meals and keep an extra couple of hundred calories for a snack or for a treat or for something nice. So again, a smaller breakfast maybe or maybe the breakfast a little bit lower in calories and then you can look at starting by keeping your lunch and your dinner calories more or less the same because that's going to make it easier as well from a prepping point of view. So you can prep the same meal for lunch and for dinner if that is something that you want to do. So there is no exact perfect optimal amount of calories per meal that is totally based on your personal preference and it's going to take some trial and error for you to find, I want to say, the sweet spot when it comes to your calories per meals. Another question I've got on multiple occasions this week is what about exercise calories, Manny? Do we eat them back? Do we add them? No, don't do anything with your exercise calories. Don't even place too much emphasis on the amount of calories you burn through exercise. When you calculate your calorie goals, it asks for your activity levels. Those activity levels are factored into your calorie goals. So you there's no need to eat back your exercise calories or the calories you burned through exercise. Also, don't place too much emphasis on the calories burned through exercise. Rather use that energy and place that emphasis on the calories that you are consuming through food and drink. And then lastly, if we look at the amount of calories coming from each macronutrient group, the general guideline is 30% of your calories from protein, 40% of your calories from carbohydrates, and 30% of your calories from fats. So again, if we use 1,700 as an example, so 1,700 calories per day as an example, you would then consume 510 calories from proteins, you would consume 680 calories from carbohydrates and 510 calories from fats. But again, I don't want you to focus too much on the exact amount of calories from fats or carbohydrates or the exact amount of the percentage, the perfect percentage for your macronutrient splits. And that percentage is just a general rough guideline. If you take your body weight and you times it by 1.5 all the way up until 2, you can then say, cool, 1.5 grams of protein times by my body weight 70, that will give me a protein target of 105 grams per day, minimum. Now, if we look at 105 grams of protein and we times that by 4, we will get to 420. Now, 420 is the calories through protein. So what I've done there is I've taken my body weight of 70 kilograms. I've times it by 1.5 grams of protein. It gave me 105 grams of protein as a goal. And because one gram of protein is four calories, I took 105 and I times it by four, which gave me 420 calories of my daily calories to come from protein, which for me is a minimum amount. Like I said, you can push it up to two grams if you wanted to. So again, that's where then you would set your targets at the back end of my fitness pole accordingly. So it might not necessarily be 30% bang on split, but again, that's where you need to use your initiative and say, okay, cool, it was at a 1.5 gram calculation for the protein, but that brings me to about 26%. If I push it up a little bit more to 30%, that's also 100% fine. So on average, you want to look at more or less 30% of your calories coming from your protein. 
your carbs and your fats will sort themselves out. And if you do see, oh shit, my carbohydrates are at 70%, that's when you say, "Uh uh-oh, let's bring it down a little bit. How do you bring it down a little bit? You're going to have to increase your protein because that would then show me that your protein is far too low if bulk of your calories are coming from your carbohydrates. I know I got very technical within this episode, but sometimes we need the technical part of it. If at any point that technical part just went over your head, please note that I will be opening my enrollment to my 15th of May program in the next week or so. And if you feel that those technicalities are maybe the things that are stopping you from seeing progress as you move forward, then I wouldn't hesitate to sign up to my next program because that is all the areas that I help every single person with and calculate every single thing for every single member. On that note, I'm going to love and leave you like I usually do. Keep smiling, keep laughing, and keep being kind to one another. Much love, your friend who dreams about calorie calculations nowadays, Mandy.